Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Grab. Ron uncut, nigga Jack, you know how he do it. You know what I'm saying? Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I, love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Daddy, hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? Reminds me of that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy, play guitar. Jeff. It's a great day, man. Thanks for joining me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thanks very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Welcome to an action-packed edition of the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Coast to coast, border to border, on TuneIn, iTunes, the radio, loyalty. 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. Our new app is brand new. It is brand spanking new. We are going to go to the telephones here in just a few seconds. I think we've got our guest. We've been attempting, and they've been attempting, and it's been just a circus. But we will get to them here in just a few seconds. If you want to get a hold of us on TuneIn, uh, go ahead and add us on the TuneIn app or just download our app, JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information, all available on our fantastic app. And you can also get a hold of us on uh, all sorts of other places. But our app is the best spot. 50-plus um, AM FM stations across the country and around the world. And uh, iHeartRadio as well, if you want to uh, get a hold of us and say hello to us. Um also, you can find us on social media. Uh, at J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R is the best bet uh, for that as well on the Twitter. And uh, we are going to go to the telephones. We've got a great guest waiting on the line. How are you, sir? Go ahead and give us a brief introduction on yourself. Thank you. This is Russ Hewitt. Um, yes, we've been, we've been we've been playing on a little phone tag. You were zigging while I was zagging. So uh, glad to finally catch up with you. Well, tell tell us a little bit about yourself. Give our give our audience an introduction here, so they know who I'm speaking with. Well, I do a like a new wave of flamenco, Latin jazz, Latin world style of music. Um, <clears throat> I just released a CD in May, and I've got a phenomenal backing group on there. I've got the legend Larry Carlton on guitar. Yeah, I got Artashir Farah from the group Sons and Farah on there, on guitar as well. I have uh, Walfredo Reyes Jr. on drums, and he's done like five Santana albums and three Steve Winwood albums, and he's actually on tour now with Chicago. Fantastic. Um, on percussion, I've got Rafael Padilla, who is the original percussionist for Miami Sound Machine, so he was on Wow Conga. And um, Bob Parr on bass, and he's he's been on hundreds of recordings. He's played with Cher, with Barry White, with uh, Brian Set the Orchestra. 
So um, it's beginning some buzz, and uh, you know we made the nominations. Well, not made the ballot for this year's Grammys. So I'm very excited about that, and I'm hoping for the best. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Joins us live here in our broadcast. Russ Hewitt is with us, and uh, this this style of music that you're putting together, that you're blending all these things. Tell me about that process. How did you come up with all that and uh, and, and put all this together into a a pretty cool musical masterpiece? Well, you know, it happened out of it happened out of chance, actually. Um, you know, the the thing about certain disciplines like like Cuban music or Brazilian music is is you have a set of rules and if you go beyond those set of rules it's technically frowned upon because it's quote unquote not right. Um, and I that obviously to me it sounds it's very restricting. I mean if it sounds good and it works together, you know, to have a professor or have somebody go, Well that's not right just it doesn't make any sense to me if it sonically sounds good. So what my music is, and it even varies from, let's say, jazz, where in a, in a typical jazz song, you've got the melody of the head for maybe eight measures or 12 measures, and then you have long solos by various players, and then maybe you play the melody again, and then that's it. Whereas my songs, instrumentally, they are set up more like pop songs. So you have intros, you have main riffs, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, sometimes a bridge, um, a solo, and then maybe we double chorus out and maybe we go back to the verse. So it's set up in a very listener-friendly way in which you'll listen to songs on the radio. Um, so that's that's the difference from you know what i do to typically what's out there in the jazz and flamenco world we've got a uh, great guest with us today russ hewitt joins us here on our broadcast he is a uh released a uh, Saloto Music label, the collection shimmers with the uh, rumba flamenco rhythms and lightning guitar runs that have become trademarks of Hewitt's distinctive style. And uh, how did you get hooked up with some of these players, my friend? Well, it's... <laughs> what's that famous saying in the business? It's all in who you know. Yes, um, indeed. And that's... And that's it, it's, it's, you know, what's, there's some truth in, in, in every little thing, and that's, that really was the case, and I didn't realize how much of a case that is until I got more and more into the music business side of it. Um, you know, it's all about making contacts and, and doing projects for other people, and I was able to um, do some projects with some of these other players, and my producer, and who's also my bass player, Bob Parr, um, were able to bring in these players and um, get them on my get them on my CDs, and I had, you know, through all of my CDs, I've just had phenomenal top-notch players, and um, you know, I've, I've in turn done projects for them, and you know, they've turned me on to other projects they've been involved with, and I've turned them on to other projects that I may not even be playing, but they're looking for an incredible drummer. And like, hey, you know, I've played with Walfredo Reyes, so it'll be perfect for it. So, you know, it, it took a little while. Obviously, you don't start off right off the bat with those connections, but uh, through the years and, and through the projects I've done, 
you know, I've been blessed to play with, with these incredible guys. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast, talking a little bit about his music and uh, chatting with us today. Russ Hewitt joins us here on our world-famous Cheeky Chigwire radio program. The recording was produced by Bob Parr, mastered by Chris Bellman. Uh, you know him from Van Halen, Elton John, Michael Jackson. He's Master Hewitt's previous releases and uh, working with him today. You've also secured yourself on the ballot for the 52 uh, annual Grammys. Tell me about this. Yes, it was, um, it's actually, it's now the 59th. Ah! It's 59th. It's easy to lose track. I have to look it up sometimes. I go, oh, which one? It happens. (laughs) (laughs) But I've been, um, I actually, I was fortunate enough on my first CD way back on the 52nd, 52nd, 54th. See, I can't even remember now. But I was, I was fortunate enough on my first CD years back to make, five categories on the ballot and um unfortunately for the second cd i missed the, the ballot the, the ballot period but um you know i've been a grammy grammy member and, and voting member for quite some time now so you know it's a, it's a whole other world it's it's anybody can sign up i say anybody most anybody can sign up to be a grammy associate and that will allow you the newsletter and maybe some grammy events and and so forth but become a voting member um, there's a huge vetting process there's a, a list of criteria that you have to qualify for um, so now that I that I've been a voting member um, you know it's, it's, a, it's a whole other world again of, of making connections of going to these events I, I plan to go to the ceremony in February and, and meet again meet as many people as I can do, um, do projects with them so it's it's you know it's a whole other world um, that you either completely in the dark about and don't do anything with it, or you're completely immersed in it. So um, <laughs> yeah. that that that's that that's a hell of a deal, my friend. Yeah, yeah. No, I again, you know, I I, I count my blessings. Um, you know, to be able to wake up every day and work on my music or work on my craft and, and do what I want. You know, if if I never get extremely rich or extremely famous, I'm I'm very satisfied with with what I've been able to do in the music business. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast, coast-to-coast and border-to-border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and, of course, a brand-new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the app stores, jiggyjaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information. Russ Hewitt with us today here on our program. Now, um, Russ, before we let you go, my friend, uh, give us a little bit of a... uh, uh, of a look at your social media and your website and everything. Where can people access you online? Sure, absolutely. I've got uh, my website is rushhewittmusic.com. And uh, on Facebook, I've got a band page and then a personal page as well. And it's just, it's a guitarist, Russ Hewitt. I think, <clears throat> I think on, on social media, there's, there's like an insurance guy that's a rescue. The <laughs> yeah, that that's the you. that's the one part about social media I just absolutely freaking hate is is yeah. that if you try to search for you try to search for anybody, uh, you, you you end up coming up with that because I I've run into that too. It, we we've uh, I I've, I've tagged various people in interviews that we've done, and and I'll end up tagging you know the uh, the plumber instead of the musician. 
So, uh, <laughs> but well, go I'm ahead. The only one with the guitar. I'm the only one with the guitar in my hand, so I, I'll be hard to miss. Okay. <laughs> now, um, what, what, what's next for you, my friend? Is there a tour planned? Uh, what, 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 what's going on here? Well, I've got next year, um, you know, it's like anything. I, I have probably six other projects in, in various stages um, with different people going on. So I've got yes. film work that I'm doing. I've got uh, two other side bands that I'm the lead guitarist for. Um, next year, I, I plan to do uh, the NAM convention in January. That's awesome. Um, That's awesome, yeah. And then, and then, you know, line up some, some bigger shows. I spent the last year and a half really spending time on, on mixing and recording and, and releasing the CD. So now that that is finally off my plate, starting next year, I'm going to start doing bigger shows and bigger festivals and so forth. I just, you know, I had to had to slim that back to spend the time that it took to, to do the CD. So now that it's over with, I can... I can look forward to, to next year doing a lot more shows. It is the fantastic, fantastic artist with us today. And, uh, Russ, before we let you go, how do people get a hold of you on your website? There is, um, there is actually a newsletter link. You can, you can sign up for that. I only put out about three to four every year. It's, it's not that um, you know, overwhelming. And then, of course, there is a... A way to get a hold of me through the website, just message me, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm usually quick to respond. If, I, if I'm not playing or in the studio, I'll get right back with you. Okay. Well, thanks for being with us. we got to take a break. I appreciate it, sir. Jason Roberts with the Wealth Investors Minute. Back to our topic of what people regret most in retirement. A major problem is that many are expecting just unrealistic returns. Back in the 90s, everybody was expecting 10 to 20% returns conservatively while borrowing money trying to produce more. Obviously, that isn't sustainable. The average return on a stock portfolio is closer to 8%, and that's over 50 or 75 years. And that does not include a good mix of lower income producing assets like bonds, which brings down the overall performance to closer to 5%. That difference of 2 to 4% can make a huge difference in the overall income produced from your assets. Another serious contemplation should be when do you start drawing Social Security? The difference in payout between the ages of, say, even 68 to 70 is often as much as 1000 a month. At least know what your options are and make good decisions based on those options. This is Jason Roberts with the Wealth Investors Minute. Twenty-four-seven, three-sixty-five, and available worldwide on the internet. This is the number one talk show online, the world famous Jiggy Jaguar Show. Yay! Indeed, it is the world famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Program. Coast to coast, border to border, around the tune-in iTunes and the radio loyalty, radio loyalty. We work very hard. Call is now being recorded.
back here on the World Famous TJ Guy Radio Program. We've got a great guest with us today. Go ahead and introduce yourself, my friend. Yeah, I'm Nick Huzar, the CEO of OfferUp. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the company and everything. Yeah, so we um, we started about six years ago. We're the largest uh, mobile marketplace in the United States, and uh, you know our focus is really you know leveraging the latest in smartphones to uh, help transform how people buy and sell uh, locally. Um, I started this company at a room full of stuff. I was going to turn it into my my daughter to be's nursery, and I I really built this out of a my own personal need. Um, I figured there's got to be a better way in our busy lives to buy and sell, and that was kind of the inception for uh, for OfferUp. So um, t- t- tell us a little bit about some of the trials and tribulations you've gone through with the company. Well, uh, I think you're uh, very early on uh, when you're starting out doing something that's uh, c- kind of out there. Um, a lot of people, uh, a, lot, a lot of naysayers, obviously, uh, thinking that there will be some tough challenges, and for sure there were. Um, you know, I think, again, our, our belief was, Hey, there's a big market out there. A lot of people that aren't really buying it done locally because there's it's, it's too much friction in the way. And can we can we create a better experience? And so that was always our our vision from day one. So where, where do you see the company in five years? Yeah, well, um, you know, when we think about the future of kind of local buying and selling, um, we really think of what we're building is is much different than what's been built before. And so we really think of um, of offer up as being part of people's everyday lives. In fact, um, you know, our average user spends 23 minutes a day on offer up already. Uh, that's right up there with Instagram and Snapchat. So um, we really think of ourselves as a way for people to buy and sell in, in many different ways in, in the future. What are Americans most stressed about? Yeah, well, you know, we recently did a survey and we found about 84% of Americans, their biggest concern was financial related. Um, and we really want to understand, more importantly, um, how, you know, how stuff is impacting people's lives. And um, so there's kind of a, a correlation between the financial concerns and what's, what's kind of shocking is the average American household has between one and $5,000 uh, worth, of, worth of unused stuff just sitting in their homes. And so we found that pretty interesting, um, you know, given the fact that um, one of the top concerns for most Americans is financial related. How does the uh, need to keep up with Jones perpetuate financial stress? Yeah, well, the um, you know I, I think you, you see it in a few different ways. And one of the things we also found in the survey was 15% of um, parents wanted their kids to kind of be popular, so they always had that the latest um, you know shoes or whatever it is brand name things, and so that kind of a uh, you know also adds to the equation. If Americans are so stressed about money, why are their homes filled with unneeded stuff? Yeah, so that's, uh, you know, some of the things that we found, in fact, one in seven Americans have a room in their house that's simply dedicated to all, all the unused stuff. Um, and, um, you know, one of the things we found out that one of the biggest challenges was actually simply communicating that they have this stuff. And that's, again, where offer up comes into play where, they can quickly take a picture of something and at least communicate to the local community that it exists. Um, so I think there's always this mental hurdle of, well, what am I going to do to try to sell all this? And we really want to help streamline that whole the whole process. 
Why is it so hard for Americans to declutter? Uh, yeah, kind of like I was, you know, mentioning before. I think there's that that mental hurdle and the the time associated uh, with decluttering. I think is a big challenge for uh, for most. And that's again where we want to really simplify. Uh, where if people want to buy and sell something locally, um, we make it almost as simple as just taking and sharing a photo. How can people turn their clutter into cash? Yeah, nearly. Um, one of the things that we found was uh, because of you know so many people have so much stuff in their home. I think that the best way to turn that into cash is you know simply you know installing OfferUp, you know taking a picture of something, and um, you know within seconds they'll start to get engagement from from local buyers. Where can we go for more information? Uh, people can visit OfferUp.com or they can check us out in both the iPhone and the Android app store. Fantastic. Have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you. Thanks for the time. Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I, love I didn't that. know you were a term, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Daddy Monday. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? It must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy Blake Guitar. Jeff. It's a great day, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thanks very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Welcome back to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. I don't know why I played the intro twice, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's just the way things are done here. JiggyJaguar.com is the official website. Ba-ba-ba-bum. I love our music, by the way. I love our music so much I've never changed it. But uh, lot, lots of cool things going on in the world around us. And if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so. JiggyJaguar.us. That's where our app is. And I encourage you to go download it. And uh, this Halloween weekend, I will be very, 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 very busy, as they say. I will be very busy. And we will be uh, doing all sorts of things this weekend. Uh, when, you, when we're taping this live on the 27th, uh, if you're listening to us on the stream, com. thank you. Um, but we're going to be very busy this weekend, as they say. I don't know who's saying it. I don't know why they're saying it, but they are indeed saying it. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, we're going to be talking to Jason and the Punknecks on Saturday as part of like a... A Halloween special, I guess. I guess it'll be some Halloween special that we'll be doing. Um, I encourage you to tune in for that. Uh, we'll have we'll have app notifications go out. We'll also have uh, different things on our websites and social media. Um, that'll be what that will be about. And uh, you can 
you can get involved with us. You can say hello. You can do all the different things. Um, you can say hello. Say hello. You know, like the, uh, what is it? I think it's like hidden messages in that Metallica song. Remember the Metallica? Uh, if you're a fan of Metallica, you know what I'm talking about. Say, it is courteous to say hello. I don't know. I don't have a freaking clue what's going on here. Get a hold of us on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course a brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the app stores. JiggyJaguar.us, what the hell is that? We're getting all sorts of, uh, got all sorts of things, all sorts of weird things going on. I don't really know why, but we have them there. And, uh, I was talking about, uh, a couple episodes ago, I was talking about the, uh, the homeless guy that we encountered in Wichita. And, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, 26 minutes after the hour. Let's, we had an interview we were supposed to do, uh, fairly recently. I am going to call this individual and see if we can get her on the phone. Maybe. I love not having enough numbers to dial. And then there should be a dial tone. There we go. Jesus. Ugh. Let's see if she picks up. Hello. Hello, this is James Lowe from KJAG Radio. I apologize for just getting to you. We uh, oh. we have had all sorts of fun today with the schedule. Um, <laughs> it's been it's been no just problem. a it's been just a nightmare here. But uh, <laughs> I'm finally getting to you. I apologize for that. Um, do you have like ten minutes? You could chat with us here. We could we could get this done. Um, actually, I'm in a restaurant now. Ah, okay. Well, then have a good meal, and we'll reschedule. (laughs) I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Okay. All right. Thanks. Now, uh, I I hung up before she got a chance to... I I, I usually usually hang up before they get a chance to respond, because then then my favorite is always like, No, no! Don't worry about it. It's fine. It is fine. We'll do this. Let's figure this out. See, this is why I have these pre-taped interviews. Is just in case something goes a little haywire, I can go grab the pre-taped interviews and toss them on. See, that's why we have them here, kids. A lot of people are like, why do you have these pre-taped interviews? Why do you run these pre-taped interviews? Because every once in a while, we have some shenanigans take place. And when those shenanigans take place, I like to be freaking prepared so here's this. This call right, uh, is being Victor. recorded. Hey, James. Good morning, sir. Go ahead and give us a brief introduction on yourself. 
Sure. I'm a co-founder of Take Shape for Life. I'm a critical care physician that now is focused on helping people create optimal health in their life. Well, Dr. Wayne, t tell us a little about the topic this morning. Well, basically, you know, National Optimal Health Day is this thing that we do every year. It's based on a New York Times bestselling book I wrote uh, about four years ago. It's about awakening Americans to their health. You know, most of us are running around on automatic, uh, getting all the stuff we have to get done during our day, and we really ignore our own health. So what we did is we brought coaches from all over the country, had them invite people from their community to come together and go for walks, learn more about eating healthy, moving more, sleeping better, handling stress, and kind of that's our goal. You know, almost 70% of Americans are on at least one medication, 50% uh, are on two, and 20% are on over five, and that's really lifestyle-induced. 90% of these things can be changed simply by changing our daily choices. So that's what we're about. I created the Habits Health System. We use health coaching, uh, fueling, and an optimal health community to help people now in baby steps start to learn to create health as a priority in their life. Well, uh, what, is, what is exactly Take Shape for Life? Well, basically, it's a health organization of coaches. You know, all around the country, I created it, I'm the co-founder, created it 15 years ago. Uh, and it's about uh, fueling your bodies, having a health coach, someone that's basically been unhealthy, now gotten healthy. We also have healthcare professionals, uh, teaching them the habits of health system, and also being part of a group of people who have decided that their health is important. So Take Shape for Life is really about people moving forward together, what we know is when people come together, a study about 10 years ago in the New England Journal of Medicine showed that people that are obese get obese and they hang out and, and it's contagious. The same thing is the other way. If we're willing to work together with our, our people we care about, our family, our friends, and, and people in our community, we can actually change our health and change the health of our society as well. So tell us about Octavia. Well, Octavia is the expression of Take Shape for Life, meaning optimal way. And what's happened is over the last 15 years, as we've really become more beyond weight loss uh, and helping people create optimal health, Optavia positions us to be a community of optimal well-being and puts us in position to go internationally. We're about ready. You know, we're one of the most unhealthy countries in the world, and uh, we've also spread obesity. It's called basically globesity. And now we're getting prepared to go out not just to get Americans healthy, but help the rest of the world get healthy. Dr. Wayne Anderson with us today. Where can we go for more information? Uh, TSFL.com. You can go there, learn about our programs, learn about taking control of your own health and your own life, and also learn about health coaching. You know, when I started this 15 years ago, there was no such thing. And so we kind of created the health coach, and now it's becoming one of the hottest areas for people that are looking to do more with the life, to reach out and help others. Uh, be part of a group of people, and you can learn about even health coaching uh, by going to csfl.com. Good stuff. Have yourself a wonderful morning. Great. Thank you so much. This is ASC Automotive Professional Pam Oaks, and it's time to take a 60-second break and make you a savvy car consumer. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, a recall that affects more than 800,000 FCA vehicles. The new type of gear shifter on the Chrysler Dodge Jeep products is different from the traditional shift handle. Even though there are audible warnings that the vehicle is in gear, owners are still exiting the vehicle before placing the car in park. The NHTSA said the design poses a risk and must be revised. 
Lesson learned. Want to learn more about your vehicle? Visit me at carcarefortheclueless.com. Making you a savvy car consumer. is now being recorded. Back here, Alan K. Patch with us today here on our big program, and uh, he joins us live talking uh, uh, about uh, patches of history, American mythology today, and according to Greek mythology, the unbeatable ancient Greek warrior, Achilles, had an inherent weakness and healed mother held him by when he dripped in a river. And that would make him invulnerable. Well, there's another mystic spot, the well-known poison arrow with his demise. we got Alan K. Patrick today, Passage of Delphi, his latest book, and uh, Alan K. Patrick joins us. Uh, first of all, is tell us a little bit about uh, Achilles and everything. Well, uh, happy to be back on the show you again, uh, Jiggy. This is uh, it's kind of an interesting story because, uh, it, it, you know, a lot of this mythology and this epic literature happened a long time ago, but in the end, it's about human nature. And and uh, there are um, issues with um, with uh, people having um, personality flaws that can their fears or their demise. Now, Achilles was a famous ancient Greek warrior. His mother dipped him in the river Styx, but she had to hold him by his ankle. And, and because of that, that was the only place where he was invulnerable, and he got shot by a poisoned arrow, and he died. So that's the story background for this. But when you talk, when you hear about someone having an Achilles heel, it, it has to do with personality flaws or maybe character flaws that can cause trouble in someone's life or even ruin their careers. And nations can have Achilles heels too. And the interesting thing, and, and uh, it's always fun to apply these stories to what we see now is that we have a presidential election right now with candidates who have who are flawed, and uh, the nation has to choose one to be president, and, and it's very uncomfortable for many citizens. And it's it's interesting to go back and look at this issue of Achilles' heel and the issue of character flaws. Now, uh, has has the president or presidential election ever been this bad? Uh, the short answer to that is yes, although it happened some time ago. Listen to this, Jiggy. There's there's a report on a election that happened a long time ago. Nasty political mudslinging. There were insults. There were outrageous newspaper articles, campaign attacks, and counterattacks. I mean, this was a uh, just a very difficult and and dirty election. It was the presidential election of 1800 between John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. And they did not like each other. They hurled things back and forth. And eventually Jefferson won. But that, you have to go back and look at that as sort of um, maybe the first instance of having elections that became this um, insulting and, and all the mudslinging that happened with it. Of course, there's been many incidences um, since then of, you know, personality problems with some of the presidents, and uh, we can take that right up uh, to the present day. But that is probably the best example of a presidential election that was definitely um, quite nasty. And we have to recognize that, that neither we or these candidates are perfect people. 
Um, but the presidency is an enormous trust, and we have to think about what do we need from our candidates. And the current candidates, you know, uh, Shooting, shooting oneself in the foot seems like a daily event, you know, and, and, and that fun's intended. But, uh, you know, it seems like whoever injures themselves least will likely win, and we get all kinds of, uh, you know, lies and hubris and arrogance that rivals any Greek tragedy. And with the economy and the national security at stake, we could use some truth from our candidates and uh, the media to be attentive to the issues rather than, you know, necessarily some of the character issues. Patches of History with us today, Alan K. Pash. In the continuing war of words that will no doubt continue until the polls close, what should we use for comparison? Well, um, it, it would be important, I think, to look at conduct and, and, and also conversation, but conduct. If you've ever heard the old saying, talk is cheap, uh, we, never have to, we might have to get past this idea of exactly what's said all the time and look at what they've done. And we have two candidates that have accomplished, uh, you know, have accomplishments within their respective chosen endeavors. Um, and what will these accomplishments bring to the American people? And, um, you know, it's important that we look at these questions of their conduct and uh, to make our decision. And so, you know, nations can have Achilles heels too in the, in the issue of education and not, and the citizens not look real closely at the information. And um, it's important for us to be educated and look at all this information as we make our decisions. But there's, there's, there could be other Achilles heels too, Jiggy, and, and one of those is unity. Uh, unity is kind of hard to find right now. We're divided uh, by, deeply divided by parties, and, and the candidates seem to be driving the dividing even further. And at some point, we've got to pull in the same direction. Or that could be a national Achilles heel for us. We've got to have unity at some point. Alan K. Patch with us today. Patches of history on our big program, and uh, he joins us live. Um, how does this compare to Greek mythology in your books? Well, th th once again, this is kind of the fun part for me. What we're discussing is personality or, uh, personality or character flaws that, that cause the undoing of people and if you, if you consider the lessons of history, and they always say history repeats itself, but it's really human nature repeating itself. And we see examples from mythology and, and uh, the epic literature that overbearing arrogance causes the downfall of many of these Greek heroes. And they call this arrogance hubris. And the gods didn't like it, and if they saw too much of that from someone, if someone thought they were a god, uh, the, the Greek gods would come down and they'd whack you down and bring you back down to earth. And we're kind of seeing this on display in a big way right now. So these timeless truths about human nature play out time and time again. And so it's fun for me to take those timeless truths and bring them into my story because my characters have similar faults. They're professors of history, and, but they're being hurled into the ancient world. And they know all the history and they arrogantly assume that they know everything that's going to happen to them. And it all goes to heck on them for that reason. And so I, I invite uh, you know, your listeners to join me in this adventure of, of ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances. My characters discover what they're willing to fight for, maybe what they're willing to die for, and really in the end how much they mean to each other. That's the basis of the story. Well, Alan, before we let you go, how do we get a hold of you online? 
you know, you can always visit my uh, author site, AK Patch Author, and uh, there's information on there and a number of blogs. And uh, the two books are Passage of Delphi and the new one that's been released called Delphi's Chosen. Uh, they can see it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. And uh, and it's great to be with you on another Patches of History, Jiggy. I enjoyed uh, bringing this uh, story to you today. Definitely. Well, we'll talk next week. Thank you, Patch. All right. Thanks so much, Jiggy. This is a Josh Bernstein News Minute powered by AMAC. Bobby Jindal is right. All lives matter, and there is nothing controversial about that statement. Fox News anchor Shepard Smith was not only wrong to call this phrase racist, but completely out of line. His comment just adds more fuel to the fire and speculation from real conservatives like myself that Fox News is no better ideologically than any other network. Conservatism left those airways a long time ago. Yes, Shep, all lives matter, even yours. This has been a Josh Bernstein News Minute. I'm Josh Bernstein, and you're up to date. This call is now being recorded. James. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Pretty good, actually. Well, Kate, where do we start? So today we're going to start talking about the weather, actually, because as we go from summer to fall and the temperature drops, our skin can get dry, which is especially hard on our little ones. In fact, according to the nationaleczema.org website, as many as 10% of infants in the U.S. have some form of eczema. And you may not realize that at first if you're a new mom because eczema looks differently on infants than it does older kids and adults. Because in babies, eczema appears as red, dry, crusty patches on the face, specifically looking at the cheeks, chin, forehead, and scalp. And then as your baby grows, the eczema moves to the creases of the elbows and the knees, which as a new mom can be emotional to see, but the good news is that there are easy ways you can treat it at home. My big advice is to start using Cetaphil Baby Eczema products. It's the brand recommended by dermatologists more than any other brand of cleansers and moisturizers, and it's the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. The reason I like it so much is because it's clinically proven to calm dry, itchy skin, and it gives your little one long-lasting relief, which gives you some long-lasting relief, which is really important. So I use the wash and the lotion every night on in the bath with my son. We use the wash and then I get him out of the bath, pat him dry and put the lotion on right away so that it locks in the moisture into his skin and he stays hydrated for longer. It's really made a difference. Now the other thing I want to talk about is something for the new moms out there because we're so busy with diaper changes and feedings that we really just need an easy no-brainer choice when it comes to feminine care and incontinence products because a lot of us do suffer from some bladder leakage after childbirth and it's embarrassing and uncomfortable but it can be less so thanks to a special technology out there called the dry fit system, which is in certain incontinence and feminine care products. The reason it's so cool is because it's the first blend of natural and synthetic fibers, which is so key to ensuring that you feel natural no matter what. 
that's because the natural cotton absorbs moisture, which can help promote skin health, and the synthetic fibers make you feel more dry, even when you're using something like an ultra-thin product. Now, when you're a new mom like me and you're exhausted, shopping for this can be, frankly, a little overwhelming. But I have a tip. You just have to remember to look for the Dry Fit logo on store brand incontinence and feminine care products, and that's at all major retailers. Or you can go to madewithdryfit.com, and there's a lot more information there as well. Where can we go for more information? You can go to madewithdryfit.com, and then you can also go to shape.com, which Shape Magazine has tons of exercise, fitness, diet, uh, recipes, and beauty tips, all at shape.com. Fantastic. Have a wonderful day. Thanks so much. This is Jason Roberts with the Wealth Investors Minute. How much do you really need for retirement? For years, financial advisors recommended people save at least a million dollars to enjoy a comfortable retirement. But given longer lifespans and concerns about the financial status of Social Security, is that target really enough to fund a, a potential 20 or 30 year long retirement? Well-off investors surveyed by asset manager Leg Mason in March said that they would need at least $2.5 million to maintain their lifestyles. A recent survey by the Employee Benefits Research Institute found that 69% thought they'd need to have less than a million, and one in five thought they'd only need between 250 and 500. The real issue is that the average retirement savings is only about 104,000 for households with members in the 55 to 64 range, and only 148,000 for people that are technically already retired. I can't stress enough to all you millennials out there. Save as much as you can while you're young and let time work for you. This is Jason Roberts, the Wealth Investor. This call is now being recorded. Good morning, Amy Goodman. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? Well, let's talk about fall entertaining. Where do we start? Oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, it's fall. There's Christmas in the air. Everything is starting to flourish in terms of pumpkin patches, and everybody's getting ready. But it really is time to set the refresh button when it comes to home decor. Everyone's looking to do little updates, but we don't want to break the bank, right? So, I have found that perfect place to do it at Big Lots because they have fashionable yet affordable collections and a lot of must-have pieces for the season. So let's think about what we do in the fall, and that's football parties and fall entertaining, and we're leading right up to the holiday parties situation. So first up, make sure you have enough seating for everybody at your parties because we don't want this to be standing room only. I mean, we want a lot of people to come over, but you want to make sure everybody has a place to sit. So in doing so, they've got a wide variety of fabulous seating and some ottomans to match. Now it's also a great time of year to get some great TV stands, too, at wonderful prices. Now not everything has to be a big, big moment in terms of furniture. You can definitely get some accessories and accent pieces to instantly update your home or room 
And I mean, paisley pillows, cozy throws that you can throw over your couch or your sofa. Also colorful accent tables here in like a rustic red to inject a bit of fall color into your living room and or family room. Um, really, literally, you'll find surprises in every aisle every day at Big Lots. And by the way, they have over 1,400 stores in 47 states. You are likely to find a store right in your very own neighborhood. But if not, you can start the shopping and the savings at BigLots.com. And just a couple weeks away, you know, we are talking Halloween. I, it's, I consider it an official holiday. My children do too. They started mapping out their costumes. The pumpkin picking, like I mentioned, is happening. And for a lot of people, they started doing that this past weekend. So everybody's gearing up. And I want my house to be known on the block for the one with the cool treats. So in order to do that, we're saying goodbye to the traditional chocolates, farewell. Farewell to the little candy corns. And we're saying yes to high chew. Now, this is a Japanese candy that has an international following. It's gluten-free. It's nut-free. What's cool about that is it checks a number of boxes for parents who are kind of, you know, concerned about allergies. And it's made with fresh, you know, fruit juices and fruit purees. So it's, it's a treat. You know, you can feel really good about handing out and giving to the little ones and adults alike. Now, it comes in this really cute Halloween packaging just in time for... Halloween, and it has three different delicious flavors, green apple, strawberry, and grape. And if you've never had one before, let me prepare you because it's soft on the outside, perfectly chewy on the inside, and it just melts in your mouth. By the way, it doesn't stick to your teeth, which is some miracle of nature that the Japanese have perfected, and I only get to say that because I'm half Japanese, so I grew up with these candies, and they are delicious. So that sets you up for your Halloween treats. You got all that great home decor for the fall. We got you all set up, hopefully. Where do we go for more information? Oh yes, for the uh, for all the great deals on home decor, you can go to thebiglots.com. And for more info on this fabulous candy, go to highchew.com or hashtag highchew. Fantastic! Have a wonderful day. Oh my gosh! Thank you. Such a delight. This is Chris Markowski, Watchdog on Wall Street, and this is your Watchdog on Wall Street Money Minute. What did you think was going to happen? I mean, honestly, all you people that are freaking out over this Hillary Clinton thing, first and foremost, she had a scheduled campaign appearance with Barack Obama today. What do you think, that he didn't have the heads up and know exactly what was going to happen? Please. I mean, it is as crooked as crooked could be. <laughs> you actually got to laugh about this thing. There's other people that are in jail for doing the same exact thing, except, well, you know what, he got another example of prosecutorial discretion. Nobody is going to touch the Clintons. The country is crooked. And unless you haven't figured that out yet, something is seriously, seriously wrong with you. Uh, again, all of you leftists out there, all of you uh, people part of the dumb donkey cult known as the Democratic Party, you're not going to care. You're going to vote uh, D anyway. Sad. WatchdogonWallStreet.com. This call is now being recorded. Welcome back to Lineup Media. We have a fantastic, fantastic guest with us today here on the line. We're going to be talking about a great new book. Uh, but before we get into that, we're going to let our guests do their own introduction. Tell us a little bit about yourself, my friend, and then we'll talk about the book. Sure. Um, so basically, my background is in film and media. Um, okay. I started, started out by acting in my dad's films when I was a young kid, and 
Wall Street and the Doors and JFK and Natural Born Killers, and then uh, basically moved into directing and producing and writing my own right. So I did a film called Greystone Park in 2012, and it was on Conspiracy Theory that year, Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura that season. Yes. And then I uh, shifted into doing some media, so I did. Do a, I used to do an online show called Buzzsaw, and that morphed into wow. uh, watching the Hawks, which is on RT International, Russia Today, the uh, yep. international news channel. And so, yeah, I mean that's sort of a quick bio. Well, that that is that is pretty cool. That that gives you a lot of uh, a lot of background uh, to write this book because uh, we we've we've had some authors on on the show before where. They they do their introduction and they tell me a little bit about themselves and then we talk about the book and I'm like, you're not qualified to write anything about this. So <laughs> I'm 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 glad to hear that uh, that that you've got a you've got a cool background and we'll and we'll talk about that throughout the show uh, today. But uh, I do want to focus at least the first part of the show here. On this great book, it's uh, New World Order. It's become the uh, cliched catch-all for conspiracy theories in this generation, only rivaled by the Illuminati to describe a nefarious plot to rule the world. Yet, when President George H.W. Bush and Harry Kissinger used the same term, it begs the question, what does the New World Order mean? And in Sean Stone's deeply referenced opus, the answer is obvious. Over the past few centuries since America uh, basically wrestled its freedom from the British Empire, elements both in England and on our home soil have plotted to correct this basic national independence. Now, first of all, tell us a little bit about the book. Um, how did you come to write it? Uh, tell us a little bit about some of the some of the research and stuff that you put into the book. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so basically, at Princeton, I had to do my senior thesis for my history degree. Um, yeah, I was tr- I was basically trying to figure out a topic, and I came across this character of William Yandel Elliot, who was uh, basically a Henry Kissinger's mentor. Um, he also taught Big New Brzezinski, uh, Sam Huntington, uh, McGeorge Bundy, and just a whole slew of uh, world leaders. But you know, this guy was a very interesting character because most people outside of academia will never have heard of him, but even outside of Harvard, probably never heard of him. Um, but he was Professor Emeritus for 40 years of government and, and history, and he basically um, was a tremendous thinker, intellectual, but he also yes. was, a net, was he basically connected a lot of big business interests like the Rockefellers, Rockefeller Foundation, with academia, Harvard, and then he also advised six presidents all through the, uh, basically the uh, FDR through Lyndon, Lyndon Johnson administration and Nixon as well. So, you know, he, the, here's this this sort of eminence, eminence grease, and he very much gave Kissinger entree to that world, and that's why, um, so in terms of, you know, wanting to tell a story, I looked into him and who is this character of Elliot, and it's interesting because recently Niall Ferguson did a book on Kissinger, a history of uh, Kissinger, the idealist, about his early years, and he started diving into the Elliot figure, and he referenced my thesis at Princeton for a lot of his research into it because, again, no one really knew who Elliot was outside of certain certain circles. So I wanted to get into this issue of, okay, this guy is a Rhodes Scholar, and he very much is a figure in the Carol, Carol Quigley sense of what Quigley wrote about, if people know the book, A Tragedy and Hope. 
Quigley was a tremendous scholar at Georgetown who influenced uh, Clinton, and he was writing about this circle, you know, basically the, Mil the Milner group, he called it. But basically the British, uh, the British intellectuals, pol politicals, pol politicos and intellectuals who very much were trying to recreate the British Empire in the early 20th century and trying to reincorporate America into the British fold as an empire. And this figure of Eliot very much uh, epitomizes what Quigley was trying to describe as far as the influence of the, that, that Anglo-American establishment. Oh, okay. Because, I, and this, this was one thing, and I was really excited when we were going to get you on the show, because we've, we've had a lot of different authors and a lot of different guests on, and we've talked back and forth about various things with, with the NWO and some of the different things that, that surround that. And I know a lot of folks, tend to um, compare them to the Nazis. A lot of people have said that, you know, af after we got rid of Hitler and everything, that, that there still was a little bit of an influence and, and possibly they've gotten people into power here in the United States. And a lot of people have said that the NWO is, is sort of like a, a Nazi influence. But you say it's, it's more of a British Empire-type influence. Absolutely, because the, the Nazis were basically a creation of these people. <laughs> yeah. That's the point. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, okay. Yes. In fact, the, you know, so, the nature so, of the book so is essentially, so, so essentially when you, when you look at this, <laughs> and you detail this all in your book very, very expertly, essentially over the years, any time that there needs to be, because I, I, I've noticed this right now with, with, with the situation with all these, all these ISIS and Middle Eastern, you know, things that are going on there as far as all these, you know, different armies. It's, it's basically on record that a lot of them basically were, were created by the fact that we went into Iraq, we went into um, Syria, we went into some of these places. We got rid of with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.